This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. For the cheeseheads who want it fresh, and the ones who think Lambeau is a cathedral, this is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. Um, on the flip side of that, Cam Hayward took a step back in practice. He was limited yesterday, did not practice today, dealing with a groin injury. So that would be a really, really significant loss for the Steelers' defense mm-hmm. if he can't go. And I know Minka Fitzpatrick was also kind of limited, but think he'll play. I, I kind of had yeah. expected him to be there. So Cam Hayward, probably the big one in that capacity, whether or not he can go. Um, Cam's been kind of hurt all season. Um, yeah, I think he got banged up like week one or something and then has been yeah. dealing with it. They have so many players I love on that side of the ball. They have like the best, like they, I think have when they're, when the Steelers are fully healthy, they have, I think my favorite defense, sorry, 49ers um, of the whole league. Um, TJY included obviously in this, but I mean, we'll get, we'll get there. I know um, if we still have more to talk about on the Packers side of the ball, but I think the Steelers defense when they're fully healthy, they just haven't been this season, unfortunately, like you just mentioned, but they have, playmakers on playmakers at all levels yeah I don't want to you know bring up the Badger connection because I know TJ Watt will forever be a sticking point for Packer fans but they have a ton of Badgers too which makes it fun like Keanu Benton has been phenomenal on the defensive line for them one of their best players I think on the defensive side of the ball he's obviously a former Badger they have um, Nate and Nick um, Herbig which is fun to more Wisconsin connection so Lot of a uh, lot of badger ties to the Steelers, but I think I think we can probably flip, start talking about this Packers yeah. offense and how it goes up against the Steelers defense. Because, like you said, the Steelers have a very good defense, and even though they are banged up, they are still a very, very good defense. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned Minka already. I love Minka. Obviously, he was also taken in 2019, um, and he would have been a player that I would have, have I would have loved the Packers to have taken. Um, this Steelers defense plays with a level of aggression that I wish the Packers defense played with. They fly to the ball. They, I mean, like I mentioned before, they've been banged up. And so they've been playing kind of this like next man up a little bit defense and, I don't think they've been playing to like their full strength and they've also been, you know, very similarly to the Packers defense a little bit, like not been able to have playing with a lead, like playing with an offense that hasn't been able to play complimentary football for them. And so it's been hard to see them like kind of playing up to their caliber because they're carrying their team a little bit while the similarities are actually pretty wild now that we're discussing this opponent. Um, but so it's hard when, you know, your offense isn't able to put up points to really like play to the level of defense that you want to, and you're spending so much time on the field, but like their strength obviously is their pass rush. 
Um, I think like when you think of the Steelers, you think about, you know, their front, their potential like defensive player of the year and just their ability to get to the quarterback in all ways. And you mentioned it already in the injury report, but this Packers offensive line is incredibly banged up right now. Um, it was banged up after week one and it continues to only go downhill and, Jordan Love has been taking a number of sacks over the last few weeks, um, whether it be because, you know, the line is collapsing around him or because he's been hanging on to the ball a little bit too long because coverage has been good or because he isn't taking what's in front of him. So it's going to be really key, no matter who trots out there in front of him, for him to get the ball out quickly this week. Um, he's going to have to just take what this defense gives him, um, get the ball out as quickly as possible and, or throw it away. Otherwise this could be a game that gets out of hand really, really quickly. And all of a sudden Jordan's getting hit and is taking like six, seven, eight sacks. Like that is not like an over-exaggeration. It could very easily happen, especially with a banged up O-line against the Steelers pass rush. So that's like number one key in my mind going into this game is like, how do we keep Jordan upright and how do we assist him in getting the ball out quickly? Yeah. I mean this, you know, everybody thinks of TJ Watt as the guy and rightfully so second in the league in sacks, nine and a half, a ton of pressures in, like you said, the conversation for being a defensive player of the year candidate. But then on the other edge, you've got Alex Highsmith who had 11 pressures and two sacks last week. So it's like, he's the forgotten guy, yeah. but he's also an elite pass rusher. So between the two of them, I think they had like the most pressures in a, as a defensive duo last week. So just like really two players to account for when you've got uncertainty at left tackle, whether it's Yash or Rashid who had struggled, but looked decent last week, Zach Tom far and away your best lineman this year, um, both how he's played and how he's graded out. Um, interior of the offensive line is really banged up and that could be part of why Elton hasn't necessarily looked like Elton but I think we talked about it you know in in previous shows but this is when you have to get creative because you know and you can if you don't want to hurt feelings or you know give up people's jobs they're injured so you start the healthy guys but like yeah. I want to see more of Sean Ryan Sean Ryan trotted into the NFL and was like hey I'm gonna line up against Aaron Donald and he was a bulldozer like give him more reps and this is the opportunity to do it. And you don't really have a choice because this Steelers defensive front is phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, they're relentless. Like you watch TJ Watt go after the quarterback without a helmet the other night. Like they don't care. They will finish. They are finishers. Um, it scares me a little bit for Jordan, um, which is why, again, I think that like getting the ground game going against this defense is going to be huge for the Packers it's huge every week because you need a balanced offense no matter what but I think going up against a pass rush like the Steelers have like the only way to counteract them and at least try to like dictate what you want to do at all is to like get AJ and Aaron going because you want to try to get some level of like leverage push on the line of scrimmage and like you're gonna have to do that with the ground game and then hopefully that opens things up but like if you try at all to start out this game with Jordan just like pass 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 like they're gonna swallow you whole 
yeah, I mean, there's there's really no other way to say it. Like, this has to be the kind of game where he does take the checkdowns and he takes what's in front of him, even if it's two yards. Like, you cannot afford to get behind the sticks. And I think that has to do a lot with Matt LaFleur and his creativity, too. You can't... And it's really easy for us to sit here, right, and say you have to play mistake-free football, but we saw it, right? Two fourth and ones that should have converted that were penalties that stalled drives. Like, you can't afford to make those kinds of mistakes. You can't have you know, a pickup of five yards on first down, get called back for holding. And then suddenly it's like first and 15, second and 17. Like if the Packers are shooting themselves in the foot and having to play behind the sticks, it's like you said earlier, like this game can get out of hand very quickly because this is a defense that's also plus, they're plus eight in turnover differential. Like they are, I think they have four games this year when they've had three or more turnovers in a game. Like oh God. they are getting after the football. And we saw two fumbles from the Packers offense last week. So like, you can't be prone to mistakes and play against a team with a huge turnover differential because it's just, they just can't afford to beat themselves because we know the Steelers can beat them easily if they're not playing to their full potential. Yeah. I mean, two things to that point is one is we've seen when kind of like when the Packers push themselves backwards, whether that be with a penalty or with a sack, it ends drives. Right. And so if you shoot yourselves in the foot or if you allow a TJ Watt or an Alex Highsmith to get to you, that's a drive ender. And clearly with a team and a defense like this, like you said, with an amazing turnover differential, that's clearly why this team is above 500 because <laughs> the offense isn't doing it. You know, they're putting their offense in good field position. And, you know, the Packers defense can only do so much if, you know, the Steelers defense is getting the ball and giving it to the offense at, you know, their own, the Packers, you know, 20 yard line. It's, it's just, they're going to have to play mistake free. And this Packers offense has yet to really have a game where they've done that, unfortunately. Yeah. And it's also a tale of two teams in the red zone. Like this is a Steelers offense that is very bad in the red zone. They're 27th. And it's a Steelers defense that is very good in the red zone. They're 8th. On fourth downs, they're second in the league. They're only allowing conversions on fourth down, I think like 30% of the time. So it's just, it's a true testament to the fact that they are literally ending drives for teams when teams are going for it on fourth down. Like all of this makes sense as to why the Steelers aren't putting up a ton of yardage. And it's because their defense has been so dominant that they're giving the Steelers offense short yardage situations to work with and allowing them to, you know, they still have Boswell as their kicker, right? Like he's kind of, he's kind of the point scorer right now. Like he can just get into field goal range from 50 yards out and they're good to go. So like it, if the Packers defense can somehow force the Steelers into long yardage situations and try to make them drive down the field, I think they'll be okay. But if they get into any short yardage situations where it's like goal to go or like inside the 30, I don't know what else to say about it. 